Well, hello. Thank you for tuning in. I want to introduce this episode. This is a good friend of mine, Simone. Uh, she's currently an M4, fourth year medical student applying for anesthesiology. Uh, Simone's really cool. So we've known each other since first year, been really good friends. Uh, she loves Top Golf. She loves her dog, Stella, who I also love dearly. One of the few small dogs I've ever really loved. So um, she's an awesome lady, and I hope you really enjoy the episode. If you need a break or you need something to listen to while you study or work or anything like that, um, stay tuned to the intro and outro for the wonderful lo-fi beats and listen to the shout-out for the artist information. Thank you guys so much, and enjoy the episode. doing uh, my rural selective um i'm volunteering at a community clinic down in opalaka um serving the uninsured and underserved population down there um it's pretty rewarding i guess you get to see a lot of patients that don't have insurance and have never seen a doctor or haven't seen a doctor in a really long time and really just don't have the resources or even the time to come and seek out care but we try to help them with uh the little that we have to offer okay and so it sounds like you like it so far yeah it's a good time um you see a lot of interesting pathology and it's a lot of uh patient patient education actually so a lot of patients are diabetic i mean a lot of society is diabetic so you see that everywhere so a lot of our patients are diabetic and didn't know about it and so we kind of try to educate them on how important diet and exercise are so just the simple things so it sounds like you're doing a lot of primary care even though you're not really going into that uh correct it's a lot more talking than the specialty i want is about uh anesthesia you don't get to really talk to your patients so here i guess i'm taking advantage of the little time i have left to talk to patients so let's see you we talked earlier you are you came into med school knowing anesthesia is what you wanted Correct. How did you kind of settle in on anesthesia? Um, so really early on, um, back in high school, we were in academies, and I was in the healthcare academy. And so we had a two-week internship at a local hospital. Um, they sent me to the labor and delivery floor once, and we're like, oh, go watch a baby being born. It's like the coolest thing ever. And I was like, uh, I guess. Like, never been really interested in that. But, I mean, you say it's interesting, so I'll go. Um, watched. A woman in labor get an epidural by an anesthesiologist and was like, wait, who is that? Like, how can I be him? Like, this lady went from screaming and abusing her significant other to (laughs) 
calm, cool, and collected. And so I followed the anesthesiologist out and asked him who he was, what he did, um, how do I get there in life. And so I've been on that kind of track ever since. That's awesome. That's cool that you found that so early. That's good. And yeah. you stuck with it. You yeah. You what you wanted. It was really interesting. Um, everyone always tells you, like, don't uh, dedicate yourself to one specialty so early on. And so I did. And... I disagree with that, not, that advice anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> I just, I think it's good to know because I wish I knew coming because I, I don't know if I told you this before, but coming in, I wanted to do trauma surgery and I learned pretty quickly into anatomy lab that that just wasn't for me. Yeah. And so I switched to sports med. But it would have been nice to know that all along. I could have maybe followed more sports or done more primary stuff. But all I followed was surgeons in undergrad. So, um, yeah, yeah. I regret that. But it's all good. I mean, I guess I, like, only shadowed anesthesiologists, like, in undergrad and even throughout grad school. So I really dedicated my life to the specialty of anesthesia. And I knew if I didn't get into med school, I was going to do an AA program. Nice. Um, so my only problem was that they're not certified to work everywhere or, like, licensed to work everywhere or <laughs> eligible, whatever it's it's called, um, to work everywhere in the United States. So it's only a couple of states that let them work. But Florida was one of them. Florida is one of them. Good anyway. Just, you know, back then I wasn't sure on where I wanted to live or where I wanted to go. I was kind of a nomad. So, so you still want to stay in Florida for sure? Now I, I definitely want to stay in Florida. So anywhere in Florida or South Florida particularly? South or? Florida. I am okay. a Miami girl till Miami forever. Girl. <laughs> but you went to UF for undergrad. I did, I did. Um, But when you go to UF, a lot of people from Miami kind of move up there. So is it, I mean, it's an eye-opening experience in that you're in a small town, but if you stick with all the people from where you're from, you know, you experience stuff um, through a Miami filter, I guess. True. Miami is a very different place. I mean, I, I didn't grow up like you did here, but I lived there for a while, and, like, it's very different. It's a different world. Yeah, you definitely grow up a little faster here because everything is lights, camera, action, flashy, and, you know, the kind of stuff you see on TV, but even when you grow up in suburbia, you kind of see the stuff that goes on on TV, too, and want to be a part of that. I feel that. I feel that. So let me ask you this. You went to UF. That was, let's see, you went to grad school between UF and mm -hmm. med school, right? What were you like in undergrad versus now? How would you say you've changed from undergrad to now? Oh, I'm 100% more responsible. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, undergrad was, I was carefree, roaming the streets. Um, <laughs> I... I cared about school, but if I were to do bad on a test, instead of, like, trying to do better, I would go drown my sorrows at, like, our local bar or, like, with my friends. It was never, let's get a tutor and see what I can improve. It was just like, oh, maybe next time I'll study, like, a day before <laughs> the test instead of the day of the test kind of thing. Right. Respect. Yeah. I get that. Um, that's interesting. And, like, time management, <laughs> too. I... I spent a lot more time doing things outside of school and undergrad than now. Mm -hmm. Now I'm more focused on school and like that's where my time is dedicated instead of the extras. So one one of the many interesting things about you is that, you know, so for first and second year as students, we all 250 people pile into a classroom. We take tests and you see when people finish and start walking out. Simone <laughs> would be like one of the first 
to walk out. Like I would, I would take all two hours almost always because I would, re- I would take the test and I would read through it over and over again and probably change questions and get them wrong. You'd be out in like twenty five minutes. Have you always been like that? Um. Yeah. So I read extremely fast, and so for me to read a question takes like. I mean, probably maybe even a quarter of the time it takes other people. So that saves me a lot of time. And then I'm not one, if I don't know the answer, I mean, there's no point of me like staying there and thinking about it. Unless I think another question can like trigger some distant memory, I'll flag it. But if not, I'm moving on. And so that saves me time too. I also don't go over questions just because even in practice tests, like whenever I change an answer, it's always the wrong one and my gut feeling is always the right answer. So I've never gone over tests in its entirety. So that saves me time and yeah, I just, if I know it, I know it. If I don't, I'm moving on. I just am a fast reader. Well, just know you were very hated amongst the rest of us. Who I understand <laughs> that. Um, plus I'm always known as like the girl who finishes the test really fast. If they don't know who I am, they know that that one fact about me that's true that's true at least i knew other stuff about you I knew you. so i know other things about you for example like you like we were talking earlier about you want to you know you represent both parts of your heritage black and asian and you don't really get credit for your black part why do you think you don't get credit for your black heritage um i guess growing up in miami too i grew up with a lot of hispanics so i'm not um in tune I guess with a lot of the black culture um I am Jamaican but I didn't grow up in like a Jamaican culture or society um my mom was the only one that was really Jamaican around me and so I never had that much influence Mm -hmm. of my heritage other than her um my cousins are all older than me so I don't have an accent I don't really like the food not a spicy food fan what type Um, of food don't you like you mean Jamaican food. Really? You don't like Jamaican food? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Interesting. Um, I'll eat it, some of it, some of the dishes, um, but I don't like spicy food, so it's kind of like hard for me. And they eat like a lot of liver and kidney and like oxtail. It's not I like a- oxtails, but I don't like liver and kidney. <laughs> it's I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan. I'm good on that, yeah. Um, So that plays a role. Like I don't really relate to people in terms of food, so, and that's like a huge thing that brings people together is food. Um. But other than that, and plus, like, I think being African-American and black Caribbean is different. Very much so, yeah. Um, People don't understand that there's a difference. And so, I don't know, our ideals and all that stuff and culture is just totally different when you're Caribbean black and African-American black. It's very different, yeah. It's very different. Um, You were talking about, like, kind of like the cuisine and stuff. Do you cook at all? Or are you kind of just a... Oh, I'm a cooker. I love cooking. I love baking. Um... I love being in the kitchen. It's cool. like one of my things. If I had more time, I would cook more often. Um, when I do have time, I like making new recipes. I even thought about one day cooking ramen, which is like at least like a two-day process. But Is it really? I obviously have no idea. Yeah, so like you have to like overnight the broth and like overnight the brit. Like it's just to really get the rich flavors that you want. Um it's going to take a while. Interesting. I'm obviously not a professional in the kitchen. I don't know shit about that, but Yeah, like I'll even make cinnabons from scratch. What? So like make the yeast rise and like 
roll it out and like that's a process too because it's like you have to let the yeast rise and that takes like at least two hours we lived in the same apartment complex for a year and you never hit me with a homemade cinnabon i'm sorry (laughs) i'm so disappointed and heartbroken at the same time it's tough that's tough um so let's see what about uh what do you do for fun like day to day um day-to-day fun would be working out i know it's like cliche that's what i do too (laughs) um but it really like clears my mind um i love my trainers i love the workouts do you do so at least three times a week i'm doing strength training um which is like weights heavy weights and then one time a week i like to go to pilates and do the reformer um and then another day or another two days a week sometimes sometimes I'll go even on like my weight training days I'll do yoga just because it balances my uh mind and right body and for soul sure. I guess <laughs> for sure what is it like as a you know high schooler young college person what did you do well like you were home for a college break or you were in high school what did you do for fun here in this area then um so back then on breaks we partied um Right on. I'm your typical Miami girl, I guess. We <laughs> <laughs> we partied. We went out to the Grove, to the beach, to Brickle. I mean, we were all over the place. But hung out with friends. Most of my friends stayed, like most of my high school friends stayed here for college. So coming back home was very easy to find someone to hang out with. That's awesome. That's all. Awesome. I miss those times. Like, was it maybe freshman? You know, freshman year, winter break, and summer. Everyone comes home. Everyone. <laughs> and as you go along, people say for summer school, people get jobs, whatever. So yeah. you get less and less. But like, that first year, so fun. And what is it like? The day before Thanksgiving is like that Wednesday before Thanksgiving is like the busiest day or like the best day to go out of the year. Yeah, yeah, because it's awesome. Everyone's home. Yeah. Yeah, everyone, everyone goes home for Thanksgiving. You know, yeah. it's a good time. Ah, oh, dude, I miss that. I remember getting like those shitty like gas station wine bottles like four dollars like andre (laughs) it's called andre yeah and uh yeah just getting housed on those yeah that's that's tough times it was it was very interesting (laughs) it's very interesting because even now you look like you maybe might still be in high school well it's weird because i probably get id'd more now than i did back then so i don't know if there's like more crackdowns on like that kind of stuff like i even get id to get lotto tickets or like a scratch off when i like randomly want one <laughs> so i got id the other day for an r-rated movie that's weird <laughs> <laughs> the guy asked me i was i looked at him he was like how old are you man i was like uh almost 30 <laughs> yeah that that's when it gets a little weird it's like come on like are you being serious also, like, what are you going to do? Man? Like, I was, like, 19, maybe. Like, come on, bro. Even if I was 17, like, let me slide. You know yeah. I mean? Like, you're really taking your time to just ask me. <laughs> I don't know. People take their jobs too seriously, I feel like. I mean, yeah. I feel like even within healthcare, there's some people, like the scrub techs, relax. I agree. They're ridiculous. I like the ones that are going to help me and tell me, like, day one, like, okay, you're new. Let's orient you. Like, this is the way it runs in here. This is the way the surgeon likes it. Like, you act like this the whole time, and everything will go smoothly. Don't just, like, start screaming at me out of nowhere when I'm a new face. And, you know, I obviously look – you look lost when you're new. Oh, yeah, for sure. And there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. The OR is a totally different environment than any other environment you've ever been in. So don't judge me. There's no way to practice for that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And everyone's different. Everyone likes things a certain way. Everyone likes to stand on a certain side of the table. It's just... Yeah. Someone needs to tell me and then I'll, I'll do it the next time. Did you have kind of like the situation... Did you ever did you pass out in the OR? No. Okay. I love the OR. I love the OR too, actually. I like the smell. It smells clean. It's cold. It, it is. And I love it. I love when you're cold and you put the sterile gown on and it warms you up. It's so nice. Yeah. So... Actually, during one of my anesthesia rotations, um, they told me to close. I was doing uh, a procedure with a pain anesthesiologist, and he told me to close, and I was wearing lead and the sterile gown, and I took it all off at the end of the case and realized I was drenched. Mm. So now I understand why those rooms are so cold, because when yeah. you have that light on you, you're wearing lead, you're a little nervous, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. I was so embarrassed. I absolutely agree. <laughs> And also, just so you know, I'm not, like, messing around on my phone. I just, I'm just looking at my question pool. promise I'm not messing around. I'm taking this very seriously. You know, you're my first female guest ever. So oh, this thank is you. very, very important to me. I feel very privileged. You should. You know, you're... you're and honored. So important, obviously. And I'm not saying that as a joke. Because I know I mess with you all the time. But He's joking. Joke. Don't listen to him. He messes um, with me all the time for real. I really do. I don't know what it is. I think because you're, you're a good sport. I'm an easy target. Well, you're not sensitive. I can make fun of you, and you're not going to, like, cry about it. What anyway, if I did, you know? Then I wouldn't probably talk to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot who I was telling that to today, that if I were to be sensitive to some of the things that I was told, you know, I probably wouldn't have as many friends as I No, have. you'd be boring. Like, today, so today, for the listeners, we, what was it, 10, 12 of us, went to brunch, and it was 11 guys and Simone. And we all hung out. It was a great time. The only only problem that I had today with Simone was we were all hungry. We hadn't <laughs> eaten. The service was terrible. But Simone was so hangry. An hour and a half to get her order taken. And we hadn't even t- placed the order yet. But, you know, Simone was so hangry that she actually started crying. <laughs> it was like frustration and like desperation, tears. It was uh, yeah. an actual sorrow and you know to be honest she really wasn't that mean for how hangry she clearly was i remember i, I was doing like the catch-up because i hadn't seen her in a couple months and i was like so you know how's interviews going this and that she's i don't want to fucking talk about that i want to order food <laughs> okay <laughs> yes ma'am <laughs> the service was terrible guys was so bad um i mean we got saved by a server who took over and was like i'm so sorry you guys have been neglected but before that we were Left high and dry, and I was crying, yes. It was bad. It was bad. It was. Um, so we'll switch up topics, just a different question. Let's say, what would you do if you had never followed those anesthesiologists and you were not in healthcare? What would you be doing instead? Um, so this is probably a little, like, superficial, I guess. But I really enjoy shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd probably be a personal shopper. That would be an awesome career. Are you kidding yeah. me? That's not superficial. That's an awesome. I mean, career. I just like really enjoy clothes, and I think they're a form of art. Um, I not agree. A, I'm not a huge like museum, modern art, like that kind of person. Um, when I go to I new do like those too. When I, I go to new cities, clothes. you know, going to museums is really not for me. Okay. Um, but I love clothes and like the effort that people put into designing it, and you know, seeing their vision come alive like that is really fun for me i agree i agree i think clothing is a very quintessential expression of who you are as a person and it can express mood it can express desire it can whatever you want yeah I mean, it's cool. 
Um, plus, not everyone can see pieces to get, like, can see the whole vision. Like, you know, you see pieces separate, um, but you need someone to help you put it all together. And I would love to do that for someone if I wasn't doing medicine, I guess. I think uh, I think that'd be awesome. I would love you know you hear those stories of someone walking down the street in like New York somewhere, and someone famous walks up to them, "Hey, would you get that? I want here's my call this number." <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, or like someone just complimenting, like, "Hey, I like your outfit today." You know, just that, too. that really nice. makes you feel a little tinkle special in your heart. I assume women get that more than men. I don't really. Then again, bros might hit up bros like, "Hey, no, I I told guys like I like your outfit, like you dress well." You gotta be careful with that though, because if you do that, then they're gonna be like, "Oh, she's in love with me." <laughs> like, I mean, tough. some guys have better style than others. Okay, that's true. That's true. You uh, anti complimented me today when we got to brunch. You were like, "Why didn't you dress cuter for brunch?" I was more directing that comment towards uh, our friend in gym clothes. <laughs> I guess, but you didn't. He looked like he me. was wearing like he was wearing a Nova shirt, wasn't he? I think, uh, mate, I don't know. Oh, he's wearing the Nova shorts. Uh, well, even, so I don't even know what's Which is worse. Just so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I will say though, I didn't get a compliment, but that's cool. I mean, I'm used to it. I'm used to the abuse by now. Hey. <laughs> I said he looks good. He looks like he's been working out. Or yeah, maybe I'm just saying that right now. Hmm. He's a big fucking kid, so. But yeah. Um, all right. I got a serious question for you. What is one of the biggest lies you've ever been told? That's a stumper. Hold on. Mm. Biggest. What is this? An interview <laughs> for a residency <laughs> position? We don't. Have, we can skip it if you want. I can go something light. The biggest lie. Yeah, we'll skip that. I we'll come back fifth. to that one. We'll come back to that. I one. don't know. If we can come back. I. I don't want to come back to that one. What's your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday is Valentine's Day. Why? I just. Like the colors and the like, whole. I don't know, like lovey-dovey feel. I mean, sometimes even when I don't have a Valentine, I mean, it doesn't stop me from like decorating my house or like getting myself flowers. Like, I feel like Valentine's Day can be appreciated in many different aspects, whether you have a significant other or not. I think that's great. Take care of yourself. I mean, no matter what, significant other or not, take care. Taking care of yourself is super important. So yeah, that's great. What about like Halloween? What's your go-to Halloween costume? My go-to Halloween costume was always something um, hoochie. Obviously, <laughs> I'm from Miami, so we wear <laughs> as little Hoochie. clothes as possible. So I was always one of those girls, and like you know, the hoochie costumes come out during Halloween. Um, hoochie. <laughs> You know, the little mini skirt, like the crop top kind of thing, like the fishnets, the heels, etc., etc. Um, these days, I tend to go a little bit more conservative, I guess. I don't need to go as hoochie. I can just dress up as like something cool that I'm really interested in at the moment. Like what? Um, what was I last year? I can't even remember. Hmm. It's my best friend's birthday, so. On Halloween. Yeah, they're twins, and it's their best their birthday. That's kind of uh, cool. Yeah. Um. What was I? Jeez. Oh, I didn't dress up last year. We were going to dress up as a clueless Sharon D, but we What's never that? did. You've never seen Clueless? 
Do I look like I've seen Clueless? The 90s, like, oh my, Cher, D? I have no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh man, we're going to need him to Google this. Do you want me to look it like up right now? Like now. Clueless? Yes. Cher and D? And Dion, yeah. Clueless, Cher, and Dion. This is a movie? No, it's a TV show. And it had Cher in it? Well, like Cher, that was her name, not like Cher the singer. Oh. This doesn't look like my Steve's at all. <laughs> in 90, this came out in 95. In 95, I was watching Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, and sneaking to watch like BET Uncut late night, like booty bouncing videos. That's what I was doing. I wasn't booty watching Booty bouncing videos. <laughs> I wasn't watching Clueless, so put it that way. I was watching Clueless, like all your Disney Channel movies. I was watching those too. We were just talking about it um, yesterday with my friends. How we used to watch um, Xenon the Zequel. Xenon the Zequel. On Disney Channel on Friday nights, they used to come out with movies. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Make my heart go boom, boom. I don't remember that one. (gasps) Xenon. Okay, I gotta look this one up too. What is it? Xenon what? Xenon the Zequel. Xenon the Zequel. This looks... Disney Channel movies. The original... I did not watch this one. Johnny Tsunami. Oh, Johnny Tsunami... Luck of the Irish. Smart. Smart House. Smart House. Brink. Remember that movie? The skating? I used to love the skating. There was movie. another one that I used to watch. The one with the twins who played basketball. What was that one? They played basketball. One got hurt, I think. Mm. I can't really remember. I don't know. Disney Channel was like the thing back in the day. Disney That's what you did on Friday nights. Oh, that was the jam. I'd be in my room just jumping on my bed. Chilling. I'd be so excited. What is it? Like 8 p.m. The new movie comes on. You're like... Oh, yeah. It's time. Definitely. The uh, Nickelodeon movies were pretty good, too. So was, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Down Under, and, like... So, uh, Clarissa Explains It All? Yeah. And all that. Lizzie McGuire in Paris, or whatever. Did you watch, like, Keenan and Cal, those two? All that. What was that, like, cartoon, like, uh, action figure? Kablam. 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 Did you watch that one? Yeah, what was this? The one that she turned into, like, a silver blob. Uh beats me it was on nickelodeon too i don't know are I, you I, afraid of the dark Ooh, and goosebumps classics i used to I used to like watch those real hard classics same with like the cartoon network stuff did you watch like scooby-doo courage the cowardly dog no like that. that courage the cowardly dog really scared me <laughs> i don't know who wrote that show but it's very dark so there's this theory that it's actually not supposedly not that scary it's more that it's experiences through the dog's eyes so like someone coming over and just kind of like having a normal interaction with muriel would be terrifying for the dog like you think of stella your little baby dog there imagine like i come over and she's like who the fuck is this what is this guy doing setting up all these weird devices and you know all this other shit so that's what it's not that bad so you read a whole like reddit theory basically on uh, courage the cowardly dog of course you didn't no reddit is a black hole i heard <laughs> And so if you go down it, there's no coming back. So I have It's not, so bad. I have not jumped on the Reddit bandwagon. Thank I'll give you. you an example of a Reddit bandwagon. You can read... Okay, you watch any movie. You can watch... You read fan theories, right? I read one about Rugrats, about how the whole thing was... What's the oldest daughter... Uh, oldest kid's name? Like Angelica? Angelica. Angelica. Everything else was... All the other kids were just imaginations because the two other moms or whatever all had miscarriages or stillbirths. 
And so since she was supposed to have a brother and like friends, she just made them up. And the whole and that's why the dad who's the toy maker, he couldn't handle the loss and he snapped and so his kind of like psych like break was that he just wants to make the best toy for the kid that he never had. Shit like that. Yeah. So that is studying. like way too deep for a cartoon. I don't think they went that deep. <laughs> you don't think, but you don't know. What was it Raptor? Raptor, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the movie. They went to Paris too. It was like Rugrats Take Paris. Wasn't that the same one where they were like older for half of the movie too? I don't know. I just remember the soundtrack. You remember the soundtrack? Yeah, because I liked the song. You remember the soundtrack, but you're giving me shit for reading the Reddit. On... Yeah, there were some good <laughs> songs like back in the day when like Maya was cool. Ooh, Maya was cool and fun. She was beautiful. Still is, but still. I don't know. She's probably a little washed up by now, but. I think she's probably still fine. I mean, she's going to age like wine. You know, she's probably still fine. Maya, if you're listening, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> I love your music. Don't worry. I love your music, too. I bought an album, maybe, back in the day. I did back in the day, too. When they were cool to buy. I used to listen to a lot of female artists, like Tony Braxton and um, like Cher. I loved Cher as a kid, mostly because my mom liked her. J-Lo, I used to love J-Lo, even before I knew she had like a big butt and stuff. J-Lo is a classic. Even before I knew like having a big butt was the cool thing to do. I, I think it only became cool a couple years ago. Maybe mainstream. Black dudes were always about that. So, you know. I suppose. <laughs> we were just ahead of the curve, you know. We, we, knew, this, we knew stuff ahead of times. Um, let's see here. All right, different question. You want serious or you want kind of just like chill question? Chill. Chill, chill question. Keep let's see. <clears throat> what do you want to be as a kid? As a kid, I feel like all of us want to be teachers. Like you, I hang- did not want to be a teacher. I feel like you hang out in school so much, or not hang out, but like you're in school so much, and like those are I, like your role models. I hated my teachers. <laughs> I love my teachers. I had some great teachers. Shout out to all the teachers that taught back in the '90s at Claude Pepper, um, down in Kendall, Hell Florida. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I they were great. I learned a lot. They were very smart. I felt like. A little underappreciated now that I know what teachers make. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, they were great. They really influenced, I guess, my life in some aspect, even back then. Because I was like in a math and science academy, even elementary school. So I guess mm. healthcare was always on like my future mind. Did you get in trouble in school a lot or no? <clears throat> um, I was not a troublemaker. I just, I guess, was clicky. Um <laughs> I had a lot of friends, and so if you weren't my friend, I probably didn't like you. <laughs> that's, that's so fitting. <laughs> um, so my mom always taught me, like, you don't have to be friends with everyone, and so I wasn't. Respect. Which is, I guess, like, true. You just don't have to be mean to people. You just don't have to be friends with everyone, um, which I probably should have learned on at an earlier age, but now I'm like, Friends with the people I want to be friends with and, you know. Cordial with the others. Cordial with the others, yeah. Yeah, as long as you're not like dick to everyone, that's fine. I guess it's like the mature thing to do. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, as long as you're not just a like, dick to people. Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier, you just never know what someone's going through. So it's always important to be as nice as possible, in my opinion. A hundred percent. Some people might just be having a shitty day and you're... You might be the last straw. Your little shitty comment just sets them over and, you know, they go home and, you know take their own life or they go home and they just like cry and yeah you don't want to be responsible for that i but, definitely don't want anyone crying because of something i said just yeah just you crying over food right yes perfect food is an appropriate reason to cry people 
don't let anyone fool you. You should eat when you are hungry and not have to wait an hour and a half. That was so bad. Just to order. Just to order. Not even to get your food. (laughs) Yeah, and it took even fucking longer to get the food. I mean, I think they lost so much money because I only had one beer. I would have probably had like three or four. Like, if we were rolling out, like, foods and dishes and drinks, like, people would have spent a lot more money and, like, been happy. Tips would have been better. I mean, just our urge to go back would have been. Every time I go there, I realize I say I'm not going to fucking go there anymore. But, well, I'll probably be back. We'll probably go back again. So, by the way, we're talking about Yard House in Hollandale Beach, just so you know. So, go at your own risk. Sorry to Yarddale, or Yard House. Yarddale. Sorry to Yard House, but, uh, you know. It wasn't even that packed, guys. Come on, get it together. I know. You got to step it up. So, um, let's take it back to school, since we're still, you know, we're fourth years. What did you think of first and second year? Um, So, since I went to grad school, I think it gave me a really good um, idea about what med school was about. So in grad school, we took classes with the med school students, the first year med school students. So I had a pretty good idea going into med school, what it was about. Um, I knew how to study. I knew my weaknesses and strengths. So I had like a pretty easy transition. Whereas I know some people struggled on like how they study and like what they could do to be more efficient with their time because we were studying for so many exams and all that. So first two years of med school weren't really that challenging for me in that aspect. Um, I mean, obviously med school is hard, so it's a lot of material and you need to kind of master it. Uh, And the way our curriculum's set up at Nova just doesn't really give you the time to master it because we're taking so many classes at the same time. So you're it's like a balancing act. But as long as you have like self motivation and really try your hardest you can do pretty well for yourself yeah Yeah, absolutely but it's very you driven it's no one's there to hold your hand uh no you gotta go for it but i guess that's most things in life too i agree did you study solo or did you study with people um so most of my time was spent studying solo. I didn't mind sitting around other people just to, like, have their company and, like, you know, have a little bit of study breaks. Uh, sometimes, like, the night before an exam or something, we would bounce ideas off of each other and just, like, run through, like, pop quizzing each other kind of things. And then even the morning of, we would, like, write on the marker board in some of our study rooms and, like, you know, just quiz each other that way. But for the most part, I like studying alone just because I liked... I study weird. I talk to myself in the mirror, so it's, like, <laughs> both visual and, like, auditory, I guess. Makes sense. And then I write it on my marker board as I'm, like, looking <clears throat> in the mirror. It's, like, I used to have, like, a whole little triangle set up. Talking, uh, whiteboard, and what was the third? Computer. Oh, computer. Computer okay. iPad. Okay. That sounds so, interesting. And then, obviously, my dog was, like, the best study buddy. Not really. She'd always fall asleep, but... I would just try to teach her. So she's probably pretty smart somewhere in her head. she's really woke. <laughs> yeah. So Stella is this beautiful... What type of dog is she? She is a five-year-old Shih Tzu um, that I got during grad school. Really sketchy story, but I won't get into details. Just know I saved her. Good. For the price of $500. Oh, damn. Well, I love Stella. I usually don't like little dogs because I have a bigger dog. She's not huge, but she's like 50 pounds. 
And Stella is the first little dog I've ever Stella loved. is only 15 pounds, guys. I'll text Simone and I'll be like, yo. Send, send pics of your dog. <laughs> send Stella pics. <laughs> like, thank you. We needed that. We needed that boost. So. She's really cuddly and fluffy. Um, pretty obedient. She was really easy to train, too, actually. So I, I have no her. complaints. I love her. So let's see. I, I think one of the answers would might be Stella. But for the next question, what are small things day to day that make life better? Stella, of course. Absolutely. Life I agree. Would be, life would be nothing without you, my little baby, Stella. I agree. <laughs> She's not looking at me. Um, what else? I guess just like my little morning stretch reminds me like, you know, I'm here, I'm present. I try to do like a little bit of meditation in the morning during my stretch and like, you know, grounding myself and then getting my day started. So those little things, like just taking a little bit of time for yourself before like your snooze alarm goes off again. Absolutely. That's true. But yeah. That's true. What do you think has been like the most difficult parts of med school for you? Um, I would say, God, I guess like not having a job. This is the first time in my life <laughs> I haven't had a job. Uh, so that's like really hard. Just seeing your bank account go lower and lower. And you nothing... only see withdrawals. You <laughs> yeah, never see you deposits. Yeah, you never see deposits. Um, so during grad school, or ever since I was like 15, I've had a job, so college I had a job I worked all throughout college I worked during my gap year I worked in grad school I thought I could work during med school so I worked the first week um I was virtual scribing so I would just listen to recordings and then do it at night and even during orientation week I realized really quickly like I will not survive med school trying to do this at night like what about now you think you could do that now um, now I could, just it's a little bit harder to get those kinds of jobs because they want like a two-year commitment. Mm. Um, so I can't go back to that. What about that instead of moonlighting during residency? Scribing? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could it potentially do that. Well, but... Yeah, I think they pay. So the way virtual scribing worked is that they paid you per, they paid you based on productivity. So per chart instead of hourly because... Technically, you could be done with all your charts in an hour if you were efficient. So, I mean. Hold on. <laughs> come here, girl. Doggy break. Yeah, come here, girl. All right, I'm grabbing Stella. She's in my lap. She's safe now. Um. So, yeah, I guess I could doing it, do it during residency. It just doesn't pay, and it's kind of tedious. It is. It sounds terrible. Yeah, it's a lot of clicking. Oh, Stella didn't want to sit with me. Stella wants her mommy. You break my heart, girl. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... I got derailed by Stella. It's fine. Um, yeah, so I just... You know, I really wish I had a job. Like, even the simple things, like having your nails done, like, those kinds of things. I know. I hate not getting my nails done. Like, honestly, there's, like, little things that are important to me. Like, I'd like to have my nails and my eyebrows done. And so, you know, you start to question whether you can afford it when it's just money going out and no money coming in. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yes, for those of you wondering, I guess I could paint my nails myself, but there's nothing like being pampered a little bit after all the hard work you put in day-to-day in med school. 
Did you ever get massages after like the you know big blocks of tests? Oh, 100%. So this one time I bought a Groupon for this really interesting massage by these Asian ladies. Um, really nice. I felt like she was my mom. And she gave me like a sponge bath in like a shallow uh, tub. And I've never felt more like soothed I, I don't know i felt like you know i came full circle back to being a baby when someone just like washclothing you and like that sounds awesome it was amazing and when i explain it to people they think it's a little weird and i'm like no like she gave me a bath but it was like so motherly and like nurturing it, it wasn't creepy at all like no that sounds amazing i just you know you just sat there and like let someone else take care of you it was, it was yeah. nice it's a beautiful thing it was I remember, so me, Mike, Hinden, uh, Abdul, we used to all go to the same lady or the same place. And the lady, a couple times, I remember my back was like so tight because I'd just be hunched over for like a week straight studying. And there were these bars in the rafters and she would like stand, stand up on my back and hold the bars and like walk on my back. It yeah, that's always so crazy good. when they do that. This, so good. this lady had me like a bow and arrow, like. She was grabbing my arms behind my back and my feet and just, like, cracking my back and, like, jumping from side to side on the table and just, like, cracking. And I was like, whoa, this is... I want to go to this lady. This is, like, <laughs> this is better than what I paid for. Yeah, I want to go to this lady. What's going on here? What were you holding out? <laughs> it was, like, the most amazing experience. I, for, I think it was after, like, a really hard block. I want to say it was, like, after our nephro, like, block. Ugh, God! What was that? Nephro, GI, yeah, like psych or something. Yeah, like that really hard block Whoa. that was like, I killed everyone, guys. You know how like psych's not hard per se. The only thing is just re- remembering. It's a lot of definitions. Exactly, just remembering the the breakdown. Is it six months? Yeah. Is it five months? Is it a year? Is it two years? I forget. And that, if you forget that, you're fucked. Yeah, definitely. Psych is one of those things where like you need an open book test, like. They have a book for this. Like, yeah. I don't need to memorize this stuff. No, it's so frustrating. There's the DSM, what is it? DSM 5? Yeah. Like, I don't need to know the exact timing for all this. I mean, obviously, over time, anything becomes memory. But, like, to learn it for a test, I mean, I don't know. That's my opinion. Psych should be open book test. I agree. <clears throat> I totally agree. I think all tests in medical school. Because, like, if you're in practice... I don't know. You would take way longer if your tests were open book. But that's you think about this though. If you had the option for open book and you just didn't study at all, you would fail a test still. Yeah. If you studied really hard and there's like some bullshit question that's like really minutia, you know, minute detail of the book, and you looked it up and you got it, that tests your skills of how efficient are you at doing research, looking or like remembering where you saw it. Like same thing as like referring back to like evidence based articles, like hey, I remember this article. It said something like, let me go look it up and like, we'll use this to treat a patient. I guess. Absolutely. Same kind of thing. Absolutely, yeah. Instead of just like, cause you're never going to be like, oh, I don't remember what up to date says, so I'm going to just go off my memory. No, you're going to go fucking look it up. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. Even on the fly, you know, on your phone, on the bo- on the floor, you're going to look it up. It's, it's Yeah, you use it. I mean, you lose it if you don't use it, for sure. That I agree with. I've lost, so from the beginning of fourth year to now, I've forgotten so much. Like, just, it's, it comes back to me when it comes up, but I'll be thinking of stuff, and I'm like, wait, what the fuck, what the fuck are you talking, what is Yeah, that? I did an MSK exam on um, one of my patients the other day, and I was like, 
wait, like, am I doing this right? Like, hold on. <laughs> what else did this joint do? <laughs> um, the special test names, too. I keep forgetting all of them. Yeah, I was it's like, okay, so let me make sure I got everything. And I'm pretty sure I did, but it took me a while just because, I mean, tough. I'm out of the primary care, I guess, Yeah. world until now. Yeah. I mean, plus, you you know, you want to go into anesthesia. The details of a, you know, shoulder exam really aren't going to be important for you. Correct. So that's good. That's lucky, you know. Just like for me, I mean, I'm going to be a sports med doctor. Like, the intricacies of intubation, I mean, what the fuck do I need to know that for? You know? Yeah, and you also don't need to know, like, the kidneys. Like, you just need to know, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't give you all these anti-inflammatories because your kidneys. Exactly. Exactly. And see, you're so smart. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yes, it's very important. <laughs> you should be the anesthesiology sports medicine doctor. That'd be good. <laughs> put people to sleep, wake them up, put them on the field. It'll be good. Well, I might potentially go into critical care, so. Well, that'd be pretty fucking awesome. I don't know. Those those guys are really smart. I don't know if I'm there yet. You're one of the smartest people I know. So I think well, you'll be thank fine. you, but I don't know. Time will tell. Time will tell. Plus, you know, you get through residency and you feel like maybe I still want to do a fellowship. Maybe you don't by that point. You'll be fine either way, though. Yeah. That'll be good. I don't know. Stella, what are you doing? She's a damn bomb. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I just fell in love with little Stella. I love her. She's the cutest. We'll send pics. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Maybe, because, like, so what I'm going to do for the Instagram page is um, just kind of post, like, a, you know, just like your name or whatever, right? Maybe instead of that, I'll post a picture of Stella. Yes. I'll give you perfect. a good one. <gasps> It'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. Standing up, up. Oh, so she does this thing that what where she got my heart was when she stands on her back legs and like does the high five, double high five. I I can't, I can't, I melt. So Stella knows a lot of tricks. I don't know how, just because her mommy is smart. And so she <laughs> stands up like a meerkat, and she also knows how to give high five. So it was really cool because after exams or like before exams, I'd be like. Stella, tell mommy she's going to get an A+. And then I would give her the high five sign and she would come up and give me high five. <laughs> she's so cute. So, you know, I have someone cheering for me. It's my dog. I love it. Hi, Stella. So what else is going on? Tell me anything else you want to talk about. Um, Actually, I got a question for you. So you were like, I asked you a couple times to do the podcast and you were like, oh, I'm nervous. I'm scared. I don't want to do it. Like, I don't like my voice, whatever. Was it as bad as you thought? Um, so I don't like personal. Um, uh, personal. I don't like public speaking. This is very private. We're just. I know. I'm sitting down, so it's fine. But <laughs> I do get a little bit of anxiety knowing that people are gonna hear my voice and like. I mean, I guess they can't see my face, so it's even better. <laughs> you mean to modulate it so you sound like a like what is it called like a kidnapper or whatever? No, no, no. You talk like that. Um, I don't know. It just. I guess my mom always told my voice told me my voice was super squeaky, so. <laughs> I've just, like, had that in my head. And so I don't like public speaking for that reason. Um, and, yeah, I just get nervous just, like, speaking in general. I can have a conversation, though, so I guess this isn't too bad. This is what it was supposed to be. Just, like, us hanging out, talking. Um, I'm being a little I bit... I don't talk to him normally. I was going to say, I'm being I'm a little bit kidding. nicer than I usually <laughs> am. But <laughs> I'm always nice. I'm just, I just give you shit because I know I can and you won't, like, cry. I just can't not feed you. <laughs> yes yeah make that, sure i'm fed that brings the tears but not the not that not me being uh poking fun so that's good um well shit i mean we can wrap it up if you want to 
Up to you. What's your last burning question for me? So I have four rapid-fire questions that I ask everyone at the end. You can take as long as you want to answer them. No no rush, whatever. No pressure. Oh, no pressure at all. <laughs> no pressure at all. So has medical school been what you expected? No. I don't think anything prepares you for the stress. It's just a lot, and it doesn't stop. And then you realize it doesn't end. Um, when it comes to tests or learning or boards or just people asking things of you, it just <laughs> never ends. So no. I don't think anything prepares you for med school. Or so it's not what you expected, not, but yeah. not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. It's just it's it's a lot. It's way more than you expected. Yeah, way more okay. than I expected. Okay. Um, manageable. I mean, I'm still here, still doing it. Killing it. Killing it. So Proud of good. all the doctors that I, or future physicians I have around me as friends. Um, but it's definitely tough. <laughs> For sure. I think just like, I always do this, I get derailed from the end of wrap-up questions. But I think it's cool, like today, we went out to brunch, it was what, 12 of us? And just about everyone there in a year will be a doctor. But we're Crazy. all just hanging out, having a good time. We're normal. Food. We're super normal. That's what I'm saying. It's like, <clears throat> like we're all like goofy, just hanging out, telling jokes. Like we're not different than anyone else. We're just on a different path. Yeah. Like if you didn't know and you're sitting at the table next to us, you would never know we were about to be doctors. Because you know when we're when it's time to be serious, like this first and second year, we would go out the same thing. We'd all go have have a good time, you know, get drunk, whatever. Yeah. But like the next day, we're in the library. Everyone's in the library studying, putting Definitely. in the work, you know. And just like today, we're gonna have, we're gonna do our thing. Tomorrow, we're gonna be back on the grind. Yeah. It's cool. We definitely really know like when to work hard and when we can play hard. Exactly. I really like that. And it's really motivational to be around people like that. So Agreed. I think, you know, when I was coming up, you know, in undergrad and pre-med and stuff, that's what I was looking forward to was being around people that would push me. You know, Definitely in med school, you need a group of people who you can just like bounce your feelings off of. Even if it's just like the stupidest things, like you don't need to study with them per se, but you need a group of friends that you can just, you know feel like home with absolutely and that goes into the next question of what do you think keys to success in medical school are a hundred percent you need a good group of friends around you that understand because your friends from high school your friends from college like unless they're in med school and even your same med school they don't understand like different med schools have different curriculum and different asks of their um students and so you need a good group of people who can ground you in like you know make you feel like everything's going to be okay even if you guys are all falling apart together absolutely absolutely so now that you're an m4 almost almost done about to be an official doctor do you what would be any advice for those coming up so you know m1 two threes or even pre-meds anyone in pre-health school right now um make sure you really want to do it don't let anyone um persuade you to do it if it's not what you want to do in life it's very hard. It's a very long road. Um, so you got to make sure you want it for the right reasons because at the end of the day, you have to put in the work to get it done and accomplished. Um, it's very doable. It's rewarding. It's not what you see on TV. but <laughs> Not at all. But, not at um, all. Yeah, like I said, it can be done. So just put in the hard work if it's something you really want to do because there's no real turning back. I would say. I agree. Uh, 
once you're deep in it, it's kind of hard, like, I don't have any life skills other than medicine, so <laughs> if I were to give up today anyway, I don't know how to do anything. I mean, I've never been in the job market, so yeah, I don't have any life skills to contribute to. Besides healthcare, yeah. Besides healthcare and, like, <laughs> being a doctor, so. But you're going to be great at that, so Thank I'm you. not I worried appreciate about you it. for that. But yeah, definitely take that into consideration when you're considering the path. There's a lot of other ancillary staff that help the healthcare world go around. So there's options. Absolutely. Well, as far as that, I think I would for sure be comfortable sending my loved ones to you. So Aww. I mean that 100%. Thank I don't you, t- thank you. Lightly. Yeah, thank you, for thank sure. You. Absolutely. Feel free to send them to me if you want them to get jacked up. Too. I got you. I got you. Um, I'll put you to sleep safely. I promise. Once I learn how to do it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Give me four years. Exactly. You'll, you'll be smart enough to say, "Hey, I can't do this shit yet." So go. Yeah, somewhere else. I think that's important. You have to know your limits. Absolutely. And know them early on. Like, hey, I can't do this, but I'm willing to learn. Like, always be that person willing to learn. Um, if you want to, tr- I wouldn't try my first time. I would be willing to learn. Like, hey, you do one, see one teach one kind of thing or what is it see one do one teach one yeah yeah so i would take that mindset going forward if you're on the pre-med journey. whole 100 percent, wholeheartedly agree definitely that's so important and last question is would you do it all over again yes um because i wanted to do anesthesia at some, such a young age i never really explored other things um but i it's weird when you get that light bulb moment. I know people talk about it, but I really did get it that day. And I remember those, those feelings I got and the excitement and like what I did after I learned um, what he was and like my Google search after that. Like I remember all those feelings and like I wouldn't change that for anything. That's awesome. Yeah. That's such a good story too. Yeah. It's like a, like a movie. That's yeah, it cool. really, I mean, you don't, often gotta say like i had that aha moment right especially when most people go into med school not even knowing what specialty they want or like people go into med school not knowing like they really or people go into undergrad not knowing they wanted to be a doctor like pre-med is known to weed out the people who really don't want it so I yeah mean, it was nice it i reflect on it all the time and it like helps ground me actually i respect that 100 percent, and i think reflection is big too because it helps you kind of see that you've grown. Yeah. And see where you kind of come from. And even see things like that aha moment. And that's a great thing to kind of look back on and look forward to as well. Definitely. That's cool. So, yeah, I mean, we just did almost an hour. Does it feel like an hour? I'm going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I went from not wanting to do this, guys, until... Yeah, it was easy, right? He threatened me with uh, Ubering home. Yeah, it, it was going <laughs> to do the podcast and I'll take you home. Or no, and you're staying at Top Golf and you're Ubering home yourself. So yeah. So yeah, I mean, all, it worked your, out. What is it? Coercion. It works. Coer- every time. Yeah. <laughs> it works every time. That's why it's so you know, widely used in government. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Well, thank you so very much. I mean that 100. percent No uh, problem. I'm so glad I got to see you again. As always. I know it was great seeing you and hanging out and doing this podcast. Great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So everyone else listening who wants to be on, it'll be very easy and very fun. I promise. He does promise this. Promise is guaranteed. 
exactly. Or your money back. Exactly. I don't I don't promise unless I can unless I can hold it. So <laughs> exactly. So all right, well anything else you want to tell the people? Um, nothing. Good luck out there and anything you're doing, you know, put a hundred percent into it and it'll definitely give you something back out of it. Excellent. I respect that. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you. I appreciate this opportunity too. Absolutely. All right. We'll catch you on the flip side. you guys so much for tuning in i just want to give a quick shout out to the artists the intro that song is called east and that's by used paper bag you can find him on instagram at used underscore paper underscore bag and he can be found on spotify and his links for his website are on linktree and the outro is by chicotes beats and that's c-h-i-c-c-o-t-e-s And that song is called Lonely. And his Instagram is C-H-I-C-C-O-T-E-S-D-U-E. And he can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. Again, thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate your time and attention. And as usual, keep grinding and don't let anyone take your dream away from you.